Okay, and we're live. God, I hope we're not live. That was dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just say I hope we're not alive? Because... No, I hope we're not live because this is going to be a shit show and we're going to need to edit. I'm shit, I'm bouncing my knees. We're going to go through the floor <laughs> with the wardrobe. I'm sitting on the squeaky <laughs> floorboard. Okay. This is the jankiest podcast setup I have ever seen. We have DVDs and biology, my sister's biology textbooks. And some dream roots of the Americas that we're balancing our mics on. <laughs> I'm really glad they can only hear us and not see us because, well, yeah. we're on the floor. Although it's very fitting. We're on the floor of my childhood bedroom. <laughs> Sitting on the floor. Surrounded. Drinking a coffee, having a breakdown and screaming a lot. Well, we do that anyway. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's my Tuesdays. Yeah. Today we're going to talk about... John um, Green. Well, John Green. Manic yes. dream girls. Yeah. But... John Green is the king. Of a manic pixie uh, yeah. dream girl. <laughs> I can't remember when, like, you like first got Tumblr and used it, but were you there when everyone mm-hmm. just used Tumblr to bully John Green? Yeah, I was there for because the, that's what I was this there is going to be for an hour. The Mish Apocalypse. <laughs> oh my god! I had to explain that the other day to one of our friends, and why I hope the I idea never. of like another super hulock was bad. No. Because he didn't no. have, like, he didn't use Tumblr no. then. Metal Super Hulog. I just, I blocked that out. It's like Tumblr thing, wasn't Tumblr. It was it's Super Hulog platform. Where it's like the idea of it's on, like, on its own. I'm like, yeah, fair enough. Mm-hmm. Cross TV shows over, but it's the fact that there were like grown adults, like thirty year olds, <laughs> telling little sixteen and like fourteen year olds to go kill themselves over a TV show. Literally, that was literally. Oh, I, yeah, because I had to like explain it to you and. But that made me think. That just made me think of the James Charles thing with just We're not going to get into that. We're going to um, have to cut most of that. Yeah. <laughs> we um, say that, but we won't. We won't. I remember, like, I don't have any John Green books here because I chucked them out years ago. But I remember I used, everyone was obsessed with him. I know I used to love his books. I, yeah, like the reason I mentioned Tumblr is like he, I think, is one of the authors who had a huge presence on Tumblr. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the original. Yeah. Um, the OG original. OG original. We went to see The Fault in Our Stars in the cinema. Yeah, I remember years that. Ago. Remember that girl crying? Yeah, someone, just silence. I don't even know if you can call that crying. It, it was, sounded like she came back to life. And it she was, was like guttural. She was time. feral. Like, <laughs> it's just silent. And she's just like... <laughs> I was like, oh my god, is she okay? Is she okay? And it's a sad moment too. We were just bursting to laughing. <laughs> I remember I saw it twice in the cinema. Mm-hmm. Which made it more interesting. Yeah. Um, in the sense, I've read the book anyway. Because obviously it was really popular on Tumblr. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a very Tumblr book. Yeah, all John Green books are. I think, like, John yeah. Green has that. Not really Tumblr anymore, but, like, Tumblr no. 2015. Yeah. When Although, in all fairness, it probably is still very Tumblr, uncertain. but I just don't follow Yeah, we're people. just on a different like, whatever now. We're that, just a good omens. That happens a lot, because, like... Section. Um... <laughs> How do we manage to mention Good Omens every single time? We're sorry! You know what, just for the record, we're mentioning Michael Sheen as well, because there you go. <laughs> right, we've got that out of the way. I love dog. We've got that out of the way. If you watched our first podcast, Are you, gonna you know. John Ham rant again? No, I'm not. I'm not. Maybe okay. we're a Keanu rant, but we'll see how, how this coffee hits. But yeah, I saw The Fallen Our Stars twice. Which I made it remember. more interesting, because mm-hmm. I saw it with you. Yeah, and yeah. We weren't as close back then. No. But we were close. We're, we were friends. We still knew each other. We've known yeah, we know each other. We've always been friends, but born. now we're friends on the extent that we're doing a podcast together. And literally go chaotic feral together. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I think the first time I saw it, I did cry at the film. Yeah. But it, like... I cried at the book. A lot of the I time, the book when the it comes to sad it. films, yeah. and sad, like, um, romantic... What are words? What are like, words? Like romances and like yeah. they are sad in that way. Yeah. There's I don't know, I always feel like there's a pressure to have emotions. <laughs> yeah. I've seen That's s- the most human thing to say. <laughs> I feel pressure to have emotions. You're not a sad Adding that you? to the file of <laughs> maybe concerning. Let me skim over that and talk about that <laughs> off air. No, the first time seeing it, I was like, Oh my god, it's this is sad. This is mm-hmm. the part you cry at. And then I watched it again with one of my friends who didn't really, like, she wasn't that into the book mm-hmm. um, and John Green in general. Mm-hmm. And I didn't cry and I sort of just sat there. I was like, it's not that sad. There's some films every time I watch. It's not that romantic either, no. let's be honest. There's, I'm, there's some films every time I watch, I'm just, I'm a sobbing mess. Yeah. Like the book Thief is one, I'm sobbing every time Have I see that Have you ever seen Prize? 
I haven't, but I want to. <laughs> but am I a kind of person that cries to the last Jedi, so yeah. I cry at everything. Um, but it definitely is one of those films. Like, have you noticed as well? There's been this trend, not so much now. Well, maybe, but for a while of like, it feels like it's piggybacking off of the Fallen Stars, and it's like two teams are ill. Mm-hmm. And they fall in love. Five feet. Oh, apart. and they're they're both straight and typically white. What's the other one with um? If it's not every day, every day. No, that's that, like, I don't know. I don't think they made it into a film. There's one where it's oh, what's her name? Um, Amanda Steinberg. Yeah, she's in. I can't remember the name of it, but that's one of them. Yeah, and there's that five feet apart with Cole Sprouse. I haven't watched it, but I watched a video essay on it. It's my yeah. educators. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> Me at any topic. There has been actually now that you mentioned it. There has been, and a, then it a feels lot like of films of that. A sort of offspring of that. Oh, it is. Yeah, it's definitely. See what you want the about following our stars. It was massively successful. And then it feels like again they're sort of like piggybacking off of off of that piggyback. Mm-hmm. There's like this film. It's not in genre, but like a little niche going yeah. on where it's like somehow mental illness romance, huh? Like <sighs> um, there's that uh, Robert Sheehan. One. Robert Sheehan. Oh, I've um, seen it. It's got Zoe Kravitz in it. Zoe Kravitz. Yeah. And he plays a character with Tourette's who's uh-huh. sent to, like, an inpatient unit. Um, yeah. And then they go on this road trip, like, they break out, and, like, um, you could really argue that she's a manic pixie dream girl, but, like, mm. a depressed one. Interesting. It's a good film. I think, like, the entirety of it is on YouTube. Oh, probably. Um, but no, there's another one. I think it's called It's Kind of a Funny Story. And mm. that's the same. There was a film version. I think it had Emma Roberts in it. Mm. Uh, it was on Netflix for a while. I don't think it is now. But it feels like that's, again, a byproduct of this whole... It's a romance. But it's yeah, sad. It's a sad... And, yeah, there stupid. has been a lot of those. Life's already shit enough. I You're going to have to deal with seeing that. I feel like now, with the Netflix era, there's it's more like films like The Kissing Booth and Told Boys of Love Before and... I mean, debatably still pretty creepy. Yeah, I watched a video of essay on Sierra, the Sierra Burgess one. I haven't seen oh, it. It's, oh, they just there's a lot going on that's, here, and when it's I not was good. A lot of it, there was parts I was like, that's not consensual. No. There's a kissing scene, it's like, he thinks he's kissing someone else, and he's not. And then there's this whole, like, she's bullied, and then the bully, something like she, she becomes friends with the person who yeah. bullied her, and then... She feels like she needs to get her revenge somehow and ends up shaming her in front of the entire school when before she was like... It's very problematic. It just, there's a lot going on. I think like, the reason... good. Because she was Barb, wasn't she? Yeah. Stranger Things. Um, I'm not... Nothing against her. No. It's Shannon Purser, I think it is. Like, because she's a great actress. Yeah. She has a great social media presence. That's... She's a very positive person. That character which, just like, wasn't... the film shocked me. Because yeah. of how positive the actress is in yeah, regards she to would things do like it. that. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. Yeah. I love the fact that it's we've been doing this for almost nine minutes and talked about John Green once and it <laughs> swiftly moved on. <laughs> Back so to I, John Green. Yeah, I started I've reread a couple John Green books <laughs> over the years. Uh, but no, I've read most John Green books. I've read Fault in Our Stars and Looking for the Last. One. I've read the Fallen Stars Looking for Alaska Paper Towns and Turtles All the Way Down. I've heard good things about that book. I think I might you borrow it. If not, I, I don't, don't know where it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, which is the most recent one. I think one that came out a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember anything about it. It oh, was that good a book. Interesting. <laughs> we love that. <laughs> you know, I originally planned to reread Looking for Alaska and Paper Towns mm-hmm. because they are very similar but they both I, came out quite a few years apart. I got them mixed up. I did too. Um, and I got four chapters into Paper Towns. I was like, I can't do this. I saw her, before we started recording, I saw her um, copy of Paper Towns. Oh, no. Four chapters in and she has like a hundred tabs and things. To it just like... Problematic. It's one of those ones where I'm like, what the... Um, I always know, you always notice as well, a lot of things like, that are like that sort of, you can't deny the characters are Manic Pixie Dream Girls. Uh-huh. Um... A lot of them are written by men. They are. And a lot as well. I like looked into it. I read a couple like um mm-hmm. people had written their dissertations on it and there was a lot of journals, mm-hmm. there was some articles, mm-hmm. and then there were a couple of video essays as well. 
And overwhelmingly, the people who write about Manic Pixie Dream Girls are men. Of course they are. I did, however, find a dissertation that was specifically on Paper Towns and Looking for Alaska, um, which someone had written for their... Their degree? I think it was their undergrad. Yeah. Um, And it was really good because it pointed out the fact that... I've got it written down in my little post-it notes. I'm prepared. <laughs> um, the, like, the term Manic Pixie Dream Girl it was Nathan Rabin or Robin, I don't know. Wow. I can't read my own handwriting. <laughs> <laughs> he coined the term back in 2007. Mm-hmm. Now, Looking for Alaska came out in 2005. Yeah. Which is interesting because, like, you can't say she's not. Because she, she is. It just didn't have a name. Yeah. And I feel like when once they put that name to it, why don't we... It's interesting as well because when the term was coined, it's mainly in reference to film. And well, how would you describe Manic Pixie Dream Girl? Right, well, I've got the quote written down. Okay, on you. <laughs> that was very, <laughs> like, strong. But it's that bubbly, shallow, cinematic creature that exists solely in the fevered imaginations of sensitive writer-directors to teach brooding, soulful, soulful young men to embrace life and its infi- infinite mysteries and adventures. Which mm. is an interesting one. Mm-hmm. Because that's, you know... Most female characters. Yeah, there is Uh, overwhelmingly the portrayal of female characters has been this are usually whimsical kind of airy fairy skinny girl who you know dreams who's like dreams about the universe is also pretty shallow at the same time and Mm -hmm. women are not like that. No, but on like the flip side, you get like you do get people who are like that, but they're not manic pixie dream girls. They're just no. people who are in- interested in like, these things. Yeah, like who, you know, maybe someone wants to dye their hair. It yeah. doesn't make them a manic pixie look dream at girl. You like, I'm look, really yeah, into like me. tarot and astrology, and so are you. And you have dyed hair. Yeah. You're also into tarot and astrology. But like, if you neither were one of us, me, like I was about to solve your problems, I would become your problems. Yeah, literally, <laughs> I would. <laughs> I have my own problems, I'm not solving yours. I had another one that like really like hit me, like this quote in particular. It was someone's blog, and I'll send you the link so you can put it in like the description or something. Because I didn't write the guy's name down. Um but this guy had was he took like he looked at the aspect of the impact that this trope, which up until like you know, like 2007 Mm -hmm. didn't have a name, but now Mm -hmm. does, and the impact that that actually has. On people who fit into those things. Yeah. Because he, at one point, um, had wrote that there was a whole generation of women that are unique, have strong opinions on music, and probably colour their hair and natural hues, who are being chased by men who envision them as the piss... The piss? <laughs> <laughs> the personification of a manic pixie dream girl. And it's true. Mm-hmm. You know, you all see those things online sometimes, or even in real life, where... Oh my god. The- I almost Sorry. slapped my head off a keyboard. <laughs> it's very chaotic in this room. What, 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 was, I, what was I saying? <laughs> oh god, no. I'm having flashbacks to me just being like, the point is, no. I've forgotten my point. <laughs> You'll be happy to know that we're sober in this episode, although we are having a lot of coffee today. So. Um, what was I saying? It's just like, I can't remember. I'm going to cut this part out. <laughs> <laughs> like, I love editing. We're 14 minutes in and we still haven't really talked about John Green all that much. It's just been anger. I know, we could just like move it around. I agree. But yeah, it just, it's interesting in the sense that I think of all authors, John Green is the one who I'm like, yeah, every female character he's written is in some way a manic pixie dream girl. Mm-hmm. Again, can't really talk about Turtles all the way down because I don't remember it. Yeah. <laughs> well, you have Margot and Paper Towns. Paper Towns. Oh. Start with paper towns. <laughs> Start with paper towns. We'll get to the other ones. Gonna <laughs> tear them all apart. Yeah, I got four chapters into rereading it, and it took me two days. That is unheard of. To read you. four chapters. You've a whole book in a day. Fifty pages. <laughs> cool. But no, it's just like that's the one John Green got asked about on Tumblr back in the day, and uh, someone had been like, "Is she not a manic pixie dream girl?" Because <laughs> she is. Yes, and he had been like, no, my point was to just draw you that concept where, you know, and deconstruct it. And like, no, you don't, bitch. <laughs> Coming for his life. You are right now. John Green, if you're listening, bitch. Oh. <laughs> no, I you don't just... want to hear that noise back. Oh. <laughs> Over coffee earlier, you had said how 
the whole book he constructed yeah, this like, like dream girl and there's like one, one thing at the end thing at the end it's in the film as well she's like i'm um, a real person and it's at the end and like she goes missing and it's like all mysterious and she apparently i can't remember why is that his second or book that's she goes missing yeah i'm not looking for alaska because she goes missing in that as well someone has a fantasy <laughs> what what whimsical brunette girl broke John Green's heart in high school? <laughs> a normal one. Yeah. He was just a bit weird. <laughs> but no, and then Yeah, it's the, it's at the end and mm. she turns out that she's like, I just wanted to get away and then it's like, but you were still fucking mysterious about it, weren't you? Yeah, like So like you can't turn around and be like, Oh my god, she's you know human, it's just he was making her out to be I'm mean, like, but you wrote the entire book from his perspective. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing, you, you always see these characters in the male perspective. Also, like, all of her dialogue them. as well yeah. is, like... Women no, don't speak like that. No one talks like that. You, no all, you, you never really get into into the woman's head, into no. the girl's head. So, But on the flip side, you do get... I, again, I was reading up about this. Um, there is kind of a flip side to it where it's, like, the Manic Pixie Dream Boy, which mm. I think is something... It's a lot more recent than the Manic Pixie Dream Girl. Yeah. Because obviously, like, that spans from, you know, men being a bit incompetent most of the time. Um, <laughs> Cole Spurs. <laughs> but no, on the Jock first And kind of, I did, the example that I did write down was, is it Augustus? Augustus August Waters. From The Foreigner Stars, August? which, like. Gus. Gus Waters. I suppose you can argue that he is, to an extent, a manic pixie dream boy. The cigarette the thing he does. Like, but just eat it. <laughs> Stop being a coward. And oh my god, that was cigarette. one of my problems was the book and <laughs> You were just trying to move on from that. No, no, no. Like the way they talk in Fault in Our Stars. Yeah. No person like we were probably just like maybe a year or two younger than the characters were supposed to be when we first read it. We're older than they're yeah. supposed to be now. But yeah. I don't think I've ever talked like that in my entire life. No. <laughs> if someone quotes fucking Plato to me out of the blue. I'm hot tailing in the other direction, okay? That's very pretentious. And it's <laughs> Yeah, because that happens in Paper Times as well, doesn't he quote T. S. Eliot? That's the page I opened up at and yeah. I put it down. That's why I had a marker on it because I was like, please be normal. Please. Please. If anyone outside of like a university class Yeah, and we're in like, uni classes, yeah. so we know <laughs> if anyone out of like a university quoted anything to me, I'd be like, you know what? Stop it. Yeah, it has to be the right context, not just talking about... They're talking about light. What was that line? I wish I had the line. Oh, I do, but I don't want to get out of the way. I don't want to look at it. I don't want you. But no, like, I think We're saving you by not telling you about it. Sort of the flip side. Mm-hmm. And then obviously you don't really hear about it that much. No, it's all the Manic Pixie Dream Girl. <laughs> and specifically portrayed in films. Yeah. I mean... The you one... do get it in quite a few books, but you do get it in a lot of The one that's coming to my head, because I'm balancing the mic on it just now, is 500 Days of Summer. I've never seen it. I or I've have. seen, like, bits of it. And I actually just thought of another film when I was talking about But, um... It's very much... So it's... Oh, what's her name? Zoe Deschanel? Yeah. And Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I mean, I like them individually, but that film... Oh. Oh. No. <laughs> I, she's yeah, supposed never, to be this very like I've never seen it but it came up a lot when I yeah. was looking at stuff no it was very much like she's a mysterious doesn't want to be held down really loves sex has has had lots and lots of partners and is very promiscuous and airy fairy and she has a full fringe and, see here, oh. here's the thing yeah. that always gets me with Manny Pixie Dream Girl is there's this element where they're like oh my god they love sex and relationships but then they portray them as acting really childish. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about it the other day. I couldn't like actually really find they it. They are childish, aren't they? But that is quite fucking creepy. Yeah, I feel like if you're... I think I did write it down. But like, this aspect of them often being childish is like... Is concerning. It is, because especially when they're supposed to be like... Like, do I need to phone someone with John Green? <laughs> when they're so supposed to be very promiscuous. And you know, to me, that always... Sex and relationships has always, to me, brought up a level of maturity. Yeah. I feel like you need to, but in the, when they were portrayed in some films and some books, it's very childlike. They don't have a real <laughs> grasp on it. And especially when they're written by men, it's, what is your fantasy series? They're projecting their own fantasies. And to be honest, their fantasies are fucking ones. creepy. Ones that get you put on a list. Yeah. Funnily um, enough. Yeah, but I did. I actually wrote down, I wrote down Lolita. 
as an oh example. my god how did oh wow because I've never read a book I've it. watched a film it. isn't that guy like 40 years old isn't it yeah well, I mean, it's supposed to. Anyway. I know you're not supposed to say anything bad about the classics, let's. But like, we're English lit students, we're like. Really? <laughs> I've seen nothing but bad things about <laughs> Even our favourite authors were like, yeah, Oscar Wilde's a bitch, but we love him. <laughs> we love him because he is a. Do you yeah. get it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, I, yeah, I always find that so creepy. That was a whiplash conversation. <laughs> But no, I always that is really creepy because I think she's, she's a child, and especially yeah. with the betrayer, it's just like fourteen or fifteen, and it's like this girl just going through puberty. You know, she's just like mm-hmm. go, getting like her boobs and her period and stuff, and she's starting to look what was maybe kind of attractive. And it's when there's like forty year old men leaning over these kids. It's yeah. very fucking creepy. I mean, like Lilia is an extreme example. That's a very extreme example. But it sort of is very much in the same vein. Mm-hmm. It's kind of more nuanced. Yeah. In in a lot of ways and. The newer ones. One um, film, I don't think you've ever seen it. It's called Ruby Sparks. No. I oh boy. Oh boy. Well, basically, it's like this is he a writer or is he an artist? But he like writes or draws whatever this dream girl to life. Yeah. And she's skin and she's, you know, your classic kind of skinny brunette with that whimsical. That kind of like brings up a whole thing of its own and yeah. it's a really... And he writes, so her, the, the, he writes the way that she wants to, that he wants her to act when she does it. Oh, I'd kill him. Oh, it's, it's, uh, it's go a fair. Go rogue. Destroy. It's a creepy film. Um, you watch it. No, that brings up a whole new sort of thing. Like, mm-hmm. um, which kind of ties in, kind of doesn't, but this is just a long tangent at this point. Um, and there's a video essay on it that's really good. And it's this concept of born sexy yesterday. Have you ever um, seen The Fifth Element? No. It's characters who are in some way from, you know, like maybe another planet or they're like a cyborg or whatever. And... Ex they, machina? Im, yes. Immediately are like, they act like children as well. Um, and they're like, they don't know anything, but they are immediately sexualized. It's that innocence, isn't it? Yeah. And you get this a lot in um, things like anime and manga, mm-hmm. the sexualization of these very childlike oh, yeah, characters. Yeah, go in there! <laughs> we have the podcast and that on its own. Um, well, absolutely not. <laughs> Fair enough for an hour. Um, but I never actually thought about that until you brought it up, that they are so childlike. Mm-hmm. And especially in, um, in immature, in a way. They don't... They don't because they, they always kind of... There's no consequences to no, their actions. Because it always kind of gets me. It's like, yeah, people don't not act like that, but the people who do act like that are children. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And to be avoided. Yeah. I mean, if, I, if I knew someone who was, like, the our age, who's yeah, acting like a complete... A mature child. I I would find it difficult to like. I know a couple of people off the top of my head, um, yeah. and mutual acquaintances of ours that they are very childlike in that way. Yeah, but it's not childlike. It's childish. Yes. Yeah. Like immature. Yeah. In that way. Oh, never. Ecology. It's about ecology. <laughs> I'm like, why is the book about biology got a polar bear on it? <laughs> oh, what could possibly be? We're recording. Yes. <laughs> That's the point in a podcast. Holly, no. <laughs> You're like, Holly, yes. <laughs> Call that out. Yeah. Um. Okay, so, films as well. Mm-hmm. Manic Pixie Dream Girl mm-hmm. in film. We well, talked about that in our chaotic spiel. <laughs> yeah, I mean, John Green's had a couple. Like, well, well, Paper Towns is one of them. <laughs> we got the book out and on our little interval there, and oh wow, oh wow. The bit that really got me was all of it. <laughs> <laughs> Four chapters in was um the part, and I literally I don't usually like on my little tabs. I don't usually write notes unless it's. One that I forgot and gave to you. My <laughs> notes in it. The Raven King. Yeah. Um, but no, it was this one part. And I like no, like put a little sticky note at it. And it's the part and it's... I always got very nervous when I heard that Margot was about to show up. On account of how she was the most fantastically gorgeous creature that God had ever created. Y'all are nine years old. Literally. Literally. Nine years old. I spent the summer babysitting um, a nine year old last year and... <laughs> And there's another part. He was not like, like that. 
it mentions that she's not like other nine-year-olds because she's not a teacher with <laughs> oh a God. dinosaur on it. She's not like Get other away. girls. I think that's a lot where that term, like, I'm not like other girls when men write that. It's, it's yeah. that manic, it's a dream girl. You have, you have a top of a dinosaur on it right now. Oh my god, I'm you, not like other girls. Oh my god, you're not like other girls. <laughs> I'm worse. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a goblin. <laughs> That's a nice top. <laughs> I just looked like I was confused in the shirt I was wearing. I'm like, like, what am I wearing? <laughs> <laughs> no, but, um, did you ever see the Paper Towns film? Unfortunately, I did. I did not. Tell me about it, Maria. You didn't? I saved myself. Oh my god, you're so lucky. I wish that were me. Um, <laughs> I wish I was Jared. No, it just it sticks. It does stick to the book. Mm-hmm. I mean, kudos to it for that, I suppose. <laughs> I guess. I skipped over that book in our book adaptations episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there were reasons. <laughs> but no, it, this, it sticks to it, but it still has the same sense of like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> Words. <laughs> Ask the, the trailers for it. Soul dying. <laughs> Cara Delevingne is in it, isn't isn't she? She plays Margot. And for a while there, she was like, I feel like she's the archetype of like what men wanted. Yeah. Well, you know? she is a model. Yeah, it's true. Oh my God, her and Ashley oh, Benson's relationship is just the best. It's just Stop. the funniest thing. <laughs> no, like that picture of them with the sex swing. I just I was <laughs> laughing for her. an hour. <laughs> Amazing. Iconic. Yeah, people were so like, two friends. <laughs> like, what part of this are you not getting? <laughs> but no, it just, yeah, it sucked the book quite closely. And mm-hmm. she was still like, so mysterious. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at the end, like, she went on this wee spiel um, about how being like, I'm not like, well, no, I am like other girls. Being like, I just wanted an escape. I'm like, but you, again, that's the thing with the book. You still did it in this mysterious yeah. way. And it's like written by the man. And, you know, there's like one part and like apparently she talked a lot about like weird adventures she had and like joining the circus for three days and like that, Who the you were still fuck making this character a manic that? pixie dream girl because you turn around and have her say something. Uh-huh. It doesn't turn around to like the whole yeah. thing. You've still fallen into that hole. And the whole reason manic that, pixie dream girl. that she portrayed as mysterious because they never show her actual inner thoughts. It's, yeah. it's all from the, from this they never show her. Like, stop, she's not in half the book. <laughs> yeah. And so that's the same for looking for Alaska. And it's like, do you, do you have a thing for I'll girls very, that aren't really there? Yeah. Yeah, apparently. I'll be very honest. I twisted my ankle. <laughs> I forgot we were recording this. I was about to complain. <laughs> we are sober, I swear. Oh, we shouldn't have had a second coffee. <laughs> we shouldn't have had the first. Luke cut to us in Costa just giggling in the back. Oh no, crazy times in Costa. But no, yeah, the film's the same as the book. It's kind of shit. Same <laughs> that. Um, well, last time we bullied J.K. Rowling, and now we're bullying John Green. It's just the natural order. <laughs> it's just how it works. It's natural selection, bitch. <laughs> Watch out, John Green. Jesus Christ! <laughs> Why is this podcast? <laughs> this has turned into a hit list. It's not a podcast anymore. Oh, um, I've never seen. You're trying to get. I'm trying to track. get this back on the rails. It's going completely fucking off them. Um. There aren't rooms anymore. <laughs> <laughs> the eternal sunshine of the spotless mind. That was one we talked about earlier. I've never seen it. I have. But you yeah. said that she's kind of... You she think, is, but she's not. Yeah. Kate Winslet and Jim Carrey for a start. The entire thing, just like the plot kind of... Makes out you think that she is. Mm-hmm. Due to like the, the first time they meet, they're on a bus or a train. I don't mm, know. Public transport. Um... And she's like bubbly and chatty and wanting to talk to him and he doesn't really want to talk to her and she's like being really whimsical and she has her hair dyed. What a shock. Um, and so you think this is them meeting for the first time and that she is like the Manic Pixie Dream Girl archetype. However, you then find out that they were in a relationship before and when they met, she, like they had a casual conversation because they had met at like a beach thing. I don't know, sitting on the beach. Um, and you find out that they were actually in a relationship. However, it something went wrong. And they had 
each other erased from their memories. So that sort of complicates it in a way. Interesting. And oh, there I is this. multiple points where you see her personal struggles, which mm-hmm. makes her character, obviously, yeah. makes her realistic. Mm-hmm. Because one thing you notice a lot with Manic Pixie Dream Girls is you never find out anything about them. No, a lot of them are portrayed as that kind of like sad, but like that. Like mm-hmm. surface level said, there's never really a. I yeah, like I sent you that you didn't listen to. I'm a sorry. Poem, which is really good. Which again, I'll like put a link somewhere mm-hmm. and whatever I'm doing. Yeah. Um, and the it was about manic pixie dream girl, mm-hmm. and at the end of the poem, um, it was a slam poem maybe I don't know, um, the poet she said a line and she was like, I told you I was afraid of my father. And for a moment, I seemed too realistic and the audience stopped caring. Oh my god. Which, to me, hit the nail on the head. Yeah. Yeah. They don't want to see a normal woman because in, in real life, you know, women, as uh, teenagers especially, teenage girls were, were kind of put into a box and taught to behave one way and, and that's it. And then when it comes, when you portray realistic people, people... Mm-hmm. They don't want to see that. They want to see this whimsical, magical, kind of airy fairy, yeah, promiscuous girl. Mm-hmm. But I think another really good mm-hmm. example, which like sort of is debatable if it is that or not. Well, not in the film at least. Yeah, yeah. is Scott Pilgrim. I've never seen it. In the film, yes, one hundred percent. Ramona is manic pixie dream girl, but like not that bubbly but still somewhat whimsical. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the comic books or like the graphic novel that is based off of, I I would say she's not because when you like you do find out more about her mm-hmm. as a character. Yeah, it's funny how they cut it from the film. In the film. Well, I mean, there is like tiny, you know, very yeah. different things. Um, to and it's nothing against Edgar Wright because I love Edgar mm-hmm. Wright as a filmmaker and I love the Scott Pilgrim film. I, it's great. Mm-hmm. However, it just, it falls into that category. Yeah. I mean, you can still love something that's problematic as long as you acknowledge it and you have And one thing I want to say is, like, we're not shitting on female characters. No. That that way, you know, if women, if there's female characters that are promiscuous, that's great. If they're a bit more, like, whimsical and stuff, that's great. But show their inner world. Don't show them completely from saving a man. Show the man how to live. Completely 2D and, like... That's the They're thing. there for the man's yeah. character development. Because it just, yeah. I think that's where it comes down to it. I think Scott Pilgrim is like a really good example of it. Mm-hmm. In the sense that Manic Pixie Dream Girls, they don't exist to be a person. No. They exist to be a plot device. Yeah, for the, for the character. For the male. The male. Mm-hmm. Or their father's development. Yeah. Or something like that. Um, and it's that's predominantly how male. Scott Pilgrim is such a great example is because Ramona literally exists only to further Scott's oh. character. Um, yeah, a lot of John Greenbook's paper towns looking for yeah. Alaska, they are to further I don't remember the protagonist's name, if you can call in him a what? protagonist in the John in Looking for Alaska and Paper Towns, but I the, thought uh, you meant the, the Alaska, I was like no, Polly. The female characters are very much they are just teach the man something about life and needs to be learned, mm-hmm. you know? And you see, do see that a lot in film. A lot less n- less now, I will say. Yeah. In recent years, than less. But in least recent years, it's almost like the boys, sh- the manic pixie dream boy, mm-hmm. where the boys kind of showing the girl how to live. It's kind of flipped on its head a little bit. Yeah. And you do get that in quite a few. I, you mentioned that already. But I think... The fault in their stars is still garbage. Um, <laughs> but you can see the main Augustus Waters as being a manic pixie dream boy. <laughs> because he does show up and then he's all whimsical and he's like, it's a metaphor. I'm like, okay, yeah, cool, whatever. You know what else is a metaphor? You fucking off. Um, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Jesus, I was not expecting that. <laughs> but like, yeah, they're, I don't know, you, they're not as prominent. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's a lot, lot of characters who you can be like, yeah, kind of, it is, I yeah. suppose. Like, I ran down, and this was something that came up a lot when I was looking into it, mm-hmm. is someone had said the Titanic film mm. with Jack. Mm. And I mean, 
to an extent. Yeah, that's a more like you can be like yeah, she he does exist solely at first. Yeah. To further Rose's story Mm -hmm. and like be like oh my god no come have fun with the peasants. (laughs) 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 What? I took a turn. (laughs) But no, like he does. Um exist like so yeah. to be like to show her how to break to her out of yeah. this and show her that she can have fun she doesn't have to be like this all the time but then like he becomes an actual full threat like fledged yeah, character he does and i think the archetype of the manic pixie dream girl and the manic pixie dream boy you end up with a generation of people romanticizing you know mm. the boys will yeah, may like, romanticize this whimsical yeah lovely fairy creature of a girl and then the the girls be romanticizing this boy who shows them how to be a bit lighter and how yeah. to be a bit less serious. And, you know, in comparison, the female characters who are referred to as Manic Pixie Dream Girls have a lot more to do mm-hmm. than the males who are referred to as Manic Pixie Dream mm-hmm. Boys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're trying to like show this, these shy, cynical Which men Which again sort live. of falls into There's a problem one. like of society and a whole of this idea of like your wife or whoever, like, girlfriend, I don't know, whatever, eh, doing everything for you if you're a male. Me, Earl, and the dying girl. Have you seen it? That was very blunt, but no. It's basically at the end, spoiler alert, she's, so <laughs> she's she dying. Die? She's dying the whole time. And he's like, I'm not going to college. And he's like, well, you have to go to college. And then she dies and he applies for college and gets it. Oh, God. <laughs> so her Amazing. death is a catalyst for his education, <laughs> basically. I mean, don't get me wrong, I do like it. If, if you, like, shut that part off of your brain, it's like, okay. Mm. <laughs> it's good. But look at it a bit deeper and you're like, she exists to make him yeah. laugh. Like, it, yeah. I think that's what you get that a lot. And you get that a lot in... This is a string away from Manic Pixie Dream Girl. Yeah, but, but I think you get a lot of female characters Female like characters anyway. dying. To further mm-hmm. storylines of men. Yeah, that's just dumb. And specifically in Game of Thrones, you know. Can I spoil the last episode for you? Do I look like I care about Game of Thrones? No, but the Daenerys obviously was the comes the villain like in you're the in end. A <laughs> no, but no, this is the thing. Jon Snow's my favorite character, but he does kill Daenerys to make and and he becomes a hero. You know. What? He's a hero of the story because he kills Daenerys. Right. The woman. The powerful woman. The right, dragons. Okay. Yeah, that's it. She has dragons! Yeah! Well, she only has one man. Fucking stupid mistakes. Dragon. Dragon. Demon? 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 Demon. One's the characters that break that as well. I mean, mm. we talked a lot about characters who are that. Yeah. Like, the manic pixie dream girl, that. Yeah, that. <laughs> yeah, but, I don't know, I think, I with manic pixie dream girl, like, female characters are always still in a niche. Yeah. They're always shoved into roles where it's, like, never the main character, essentially. One person. And never a strong character, either. Well, to argue against that, obviously my favourite author is Sarah J. Mass, I love her books, and her books are very female-led, you know? Yeah. They're the main, the, the females are the main characters, you know, and some of them enjoy sex, not, like, for the promiscuous, but it's because it's a natural thing for, fem- for females to enjoy it. Um, and, you know, some of them love dresses and and piano and makeup, but they're still badass fighters and assassins. Mm-hmm. And to me, she very much writes char- female characters as real people, as, yeah. you know, with wide range of likes and dislikes you know a lot of the, a lot of our female characters struggle mm-hmm. have very serious issues but who work through it and come out on the other side and on our side a lot of our female characters have multiple love interests yeah i yeah because i feel like quite a lot when you get characters who are really girly and you know fit kind of like that mm-hmm. into that they don't have a mean side or a realistic side mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. exactly <clears throat> characters that she writes do. Yeah. And then, I know you haven't read her books, but I think you really like them. And I I want to... Is, is that the one you gave me? Yeah, that's the one I gave you. Yeah. Um, that's what I want to see more of. Mm-hmm. And I think we're really starting to these last few years see more female characters portrayed in a very realistic way. And it's funny yeah. because they're written by women. 
Yeah, I ones. like I said to you, I sort of didn't know about this one if it like mm-hmm. you could call it that. But the Raven Cycle. And amazing. Very um, female led anyway, even you had the Raven Boys. Yeah. You still have Blue and her family. Blue, I like a witch. It's interesting reading that because it's a group of boys and blue. And blue does. And she's still surface level. Her own. Surface level, she would fit the Manic Pixie Dream Girl, but she doesn't. Appearance wise. Yeah, appearance wise. Of the what people tri- like typically associate mm-hmm. with it. Mm-hmm. But she is, especially given that the Raven Cycle is for teenagers and, you know, like it's. Yeah, she like holds her own. Yeah. Upwards. She does hold her own. I wonder if Maggie Steve that or like she has moments of like weakness and stuff. But then and all confusion. women do. Um, yeah, I think all of the characters in the Room Cycle are yeah. strong characters in their own ways. There's a quote that I love, and I can't remember it all, but it's basically just the gist of it is: don't write strong female characters. Write realistic. Yeah. Write complex. Write ones with low points. Yeah, ones with no confidence. Write because, ones like, with lots I think of confidence. A lot of the time, it feels like with female characters, it's either one end of the spectrum or the other. Yeah. where it's like, oh my god, they're either really mean, really cold, really heartless, mm-hmm. um, complete like bitches yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then at the other end, you have like this whimsical manic pixie dream girl. Loves yeah, and no girl is like that. No, I know we have sides of us that. You know, people are a little bit colder and meaner sometimes. We have other sides of us that are just like very happy and cheerful. Sometimes, and... Like just bully John Green the entire past forty minutes. Stop. But no, <laughs> right complex. Yeah. Women. Because as humans, we are complex, and since be- since the beginning, you know, male characters being written as complex mm-hmm. in TV and film and all that, but f- female characters. At least when we were in our teenage years, really yeah. weren't. Although they are really, they're they're really starting to to come in yeah. still now. I think a lot of the time there was an attempt at making characters complex, like especially within series like The Hunger Games and mm-hmm. Divergent and things, which mm-hmm. we talked about a bit when we were talking. About Those were quite good actually, because they were but very female led in that time, way. There were still motivations where they were like, "Oh my god, am I pretty? Am I gonna get?" You know, am I gonna fall in love with this person? Like they were still big like, love triangles, kind of. It's almost at the main center of it. <laughs> the heavy side, yeah. I just don't like love triangles. Honestly. No, it's boring. Uh, <laughs> but no, it is like whenever I pick up a book and it's like on the back is like, oh, but she falls in love. I'm like, okay, bye. Not bye, gonna bitch. read that. <laughs> It's just boring. It's just I mean, predictable. Sergio Mass does have a lot of um books, you know, where the characters do fall in love, but then she also the way she portrays them and the, I'm not gonna spoil it, but the things that happen, it shows yeah. very different areas of relationships. And At some point she yeah. portrays like abusive relationships mm-hmm. and getting out of that and then finding yeah, something that's that's good what for you. A lot of the time it always feels like it goes too well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's just it, you know, relationships like work. the end goal is this relationship, they end up in that relationship and then they end up happy. And it's yeah. like, but sometimes that doesn't and happen. Yeah, I won't spoil the book like you did today, but there's, there's kind of that thing where you, at the end, well, I don't really know how to say if it's spoiling it, but it goes against that. <laughs> yeah. That series goes against that. I think, sort of, um, kind of extending this to like TV and film as well as mm-hmm. books is I've never watched. A lot of the show, I've not read the comics either, but I've seen a couple of the episodes of the first season of Preacher. Oh, I haven't. It's on Amazon. Mm. I think it's on its third season. I don't know. It's got. I definitely heard. Yeah. Um. But I know from what I watched of the first Mm. season that there's this character Tulip, Mm. who goes against everything. Mm. Um. That you would kind of associate a female character in a male-led show. Yeah. I haven't seen it. What do you mean? She well, a lot of the time she's the one who does the fighting. She's the one who has common sense. Mm-hmm. What we like, the damsel yeah. in distress kind of thing. Yeah, well, the damsel in distress is one of the male characters most of the time. <laughs> is it preacher? <laughs> is it a Dominic Kipper character? No, it's not actually. Shockingly, it's the other one. I'd love. I think that. his name's Cassidy. Cassidy. Because yeah. <laughs> that's that's something I so met so often. You know, in fantasy novels, especially in the past, the women have been portrayed as damsels in distress. Yep. And you know, the one, the books I've been reading in recent years, you know, they're really the ones that are fighting for themselves. Yeah, a lot of um, you get a lot of Angela Carter novels. I have not, not read. Not novels, but short stories. Have you not? No, I need to. 
this podcast is just turning into you realising that you've not read a lot of things. Yeah, basically. Um, well read. No, there's one that I'm actually doing in my dissertation and it's um it's the fairy tale Bluebeard. Uh... Um, I'll tell you about it later. But in the end of the traditional fairy tale, um the female character is rescued by her brother. But in the Angela Carter, her, her retailing, mm-hmm. her retailing, her retailing, <laughs> her like retailing, <laughs> her retailing, she saves yeah, herself. Yeah, no, no, her mother saves her. Oh, I love that. Um, which is really interesting. But I, that's definitely something I, like recent years it's become mm-hmm. more of a thing. Is I know there's a book and there's like the princess I was saves about to say herself. That. The book, and there's yeah. another one like the witch doesn't burn in this one. Yeah, and then I think I saw one the other day, and it was like the witches you couldn't burn or something along yeah, the lines. Yeah, I love that. Stuff. And I think that's a very the past couple of years sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when we were teenagers, that definitely no. wasn't the case. We were, I, I know for a few years, I, from my own personal experience, having seen and read so much of these manic pixie dream girls, there was almost a kind of thought, well, we're all manic anyway. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there was that kind of thing where, well, guys only like me if I'm like into all this stuff. Yeah. And it's always putting on that like cuteness, that um, dumbing yourself down so a guy will like yeah. you kind of thing. I remember feeling, I, I feel like a lot of people my age felt like this. They had to do that, like not show their intelligence because they were afraid that boys yeah. would like them. I, on the flip side, don't give a shit. Yeah, I'll give a shit anymore. I'll fucking argue all day. No, it, yeah, I think that happens a lot, and it definitely. I'd say it's films and TV shows that make young people think that bit mm-hmm. more mm-hmm. so than books. I mean, yeah. books obviously do have um to an extent. Mm-hmm. Films and TV have a bigger reach. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I was. Yeah. A lot of the time I think books as well, like, you can always just not read it. And mm. you don't have to see it again. Yeah. Whereas with TV shows and films, you see adverts for it, mm. and then you see other people talking about them a lot, and just mm-hmm. it's sort of constantly there. Yeah. Because, you know, as a medium, like, television and film are mm-hmm. a much bigger thing than literature is. I mean, literature is still obviously going to be a big thing. Yeah. I'm really glad that, you know more and more we're seeing more complex female characters more real not complex but real female characters you know who have their struggles who mm-hmm. have their mistakes so you know their inner thought their inner worlds are kind of put to the forefront instead of it all just being through the lens of a man yeah or a father or another male character in their life or even a mother character in their life mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm i'm sure it will like continue yeah i think that's definitely something as well recently well actually recently but sort of quite it's been for quite a while hmm. but it wasn't at one point it's like the presence of female authors writing female characters as opposed Love as it. opposed to male writers mm-hmm. doing everything because when you look at a lot of classics mm-hmm. they're written by males and they the characters are, are males mm-hmm. yeah and the ones who aren't the female characters are always damsels in distresses mothers caretaker archetypes mm-hmm. or witches yeah and I feel for us, um, we both have interest in writing and writing our own stories. And for us, we definitely put women in the forefront, I'd say. Yeah. And this was natural for me, anyway. Yeah. But there was a time when I feel it was, it, like... Well, I mean, look, sell... look at Frankenstein. And yeah. It was written by a woman, it was written by Mary Shelley. But the main character is male. Mm-hmm. And then so many, like, kind of like George Eliot and stuff, yeah. they would... They would Publish under a male name to yeah. get um to be published and get mm-hmm. read, and thankfully we're at that point well, where think, that's no longer yeah luckily case very very thankfully Progr- progress has been very much <laughs> both that I trust female characters written by females more than I do when they're written by me yeah and it's because the females know yeah. what it's like to be a female they know. Our inner thoughts in the in a world which in a way men can't links back to this idea of manic pixie dream girls mm-hmm. and women being put in that box of men's projected desires anything. what they yeah. want and you know I've never really seen a manic pixie dream girl portrayed by like written by a woman that no. I can think off the top of my head not not off the top of my head I mean there probably are some but yeah not that I can think of because it's very much I'm not saying that there are not no we're definitely not saying that there probably are mm-hmm. but. Yeah, from what I've read, at least the 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 female-led stories, the female characters written by female 
authors are much more realistic and complex. You yeah. Know, Margaret Atwood's characters are much more well, yeah. complex. And, yeah. Feels like that's an odd place to end it, but really, yeah. yeah. That's what it comes down to. It does. Is, like... I don't know, I think I would even trust the idea of a manic pixie dream girl written by a woman more than I would when it's a man. Because mm-hmm. there's this idea of, like... It's definitely much creepier when it's mm. a male writing about character and being like, oh my god, they're so innocent and they don't know anything. But they're Whereas, still supposed to be very experienced yeah. with the sex and stuff. Yes. I mean, I say that I would, but I don't think I would trust it more if it were a woman in any way. No. Because it's still a, it's still a quite dangerous archetype. It very much is. You're teaching like, young... Like, life. Yeah, you're teaching young women that this is what you have to do to be attractive and mm-hmm. this um to have a lure in the eyes of a man even then like the, i said that quote earlier about kind of a whole generation of women you know being themselves mm-hmm. um and then men making fun of them for it it you see that every day mm-hmm. i mean i think tumblr probably and twitter twitter is somehow worse than tumblr now which, mm-hmm. you know, um you see a lot and it's like people who they dress a certain way, they dress, you know, like, look fun, or they have their hair dyed, or they play ukulele, mm. or they care about nature and flowers. And you're allowed and, to and love yeah, all that stuff. Yeah, but then you get people making fun of them and being like, yeah. huh, what are you, a manic pixie dream girl? It's like, no, no you're allowed to person. like, we're realistic. Okay, I love <laughs> plants, I love flowers, I love all that, and there's no way in hell I'm a manic pixie dream girl. Manic, yes. Manic, yes. <laughs> Short, yes. <laughs> Manic pixie mean girl, more like. <laughs> oh, we're quite on that phrase. <laughs> so, this has been our Manic John Queen and Manic Pixie Dream Girl. Manic chaotic. John Queen. How, <laughs> Correct. Manic. How is this episode more chaotic than the ones we were wine drunk? Sober yeah. Night, as opposed to like gradually getting more drunk. In our previous ones, and this is more chaotic. We're living up to the name. Yeah, female, female hysteria. Yeah. Thank you for listening to us. Um, episode three, and we're gonna leave some links in below for some of the stuff yeah. we've mentioned, and also we have Twitter and an Instagram and a Tumblr that we sometimes post on, we sometimes have a we don't. As well, don't we? Um, I couldn't set WordPress? it up. It was it was doing something. I couldn't set it up. Yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> so I'll leave all that down oh, below. Cute. Tell us your thoughts. If you disagree with us, you can tell us that as well. We might not respond. Conflict well. is nice. <laughs> you can be the conflict manager you can deal with that I don't like conflict give me a big stick <laughs> I was like okay you have the, we have the mean messages here you go <laughs> but um, yeah we'll see you next episode